Happy Sunday, my lovely congregation, and welcome back to Pillow Talk, the quarantine series of Pussy Church, where I call some of my favorite creators to talk about their artistic process, sexuality, and play a few little games with them. I'm Laura, an erotica writer and the creator of Tales of Laura, which you can find at talesoflaura.com and at Tales of Laura on Instagram. And today I'm checking in with Britt Abbott, a queer tattoo artist and illustrator whose erotic work is full of romance romance, and yes, some kink. We talked about how her own sexuality plays into her work, why she doesn't like labels, and her experience as an OnlyFans performer. Let's dive in. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pillow Talk, the quarantine show of Pussy Church, where I talk to some of my favorite creators. And today I'm here with Britta Bott. Um, she's a queer tattoo artist and illustrator who also inks at Good Stuff Tattoo in Portland. And I'm so excited to have you on today. Yeah, I'm super excited to be on. Thanks again for inviting me. <laughs> Yeah, we actually, I mean, we talked about you and your work on the podcast before because I'm such a huge fan. <laughs> um, and I um, I found you through your tattoo work, but you also illustrate. Um, and I was wondering how you got started. Um, I pretty much got started on a whim. I like went to university and studied psychology and biology and was doing like a whole bunch of other stuff before I got into tattooing. Um, oh, I wow. actually just kind of moved to Portland on a whim because I was originally from the Bay Area and it's so expensive to live there. So that's true. <laughs> yeah, the company that I was working at let me work mobile. And that weekend, I just like drove up to Portland, looked for apartments, and then moved up the week later. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but then I realized it was kind of like the worst idea ever because I moved to this place that I didn't know anybody. And I was working at this company in California and I was working from home. So I had no social life, like no friends, no nothing. So I just started drawing a lot. Um, and it was actually a couple of tattoo artists in Portland who reached out and they asked me if I like moved to Portland in order to tattoo. And I had never considered mm. it before, but I just got, also, like, so you were just, you were just illustrating in the beginning, basically. Oh yeah. And I wasn't doing anything like really seriously or professionally. Um, like when I started building up my Instagram, it was mostly just like binder paper doodles or like little doodles on the corner of like my notebooks and stuff that I would just post on Instagram. Um, but that's mm -hmm. actually like what kind of started, um, gaining me like that art attention. And then, yeah, after checking out like tattoo schools, cause that's like a lot in Oregon, um, and just like making more friends with tattooers in the area, I kind of just decided like, I think, I think I'm just going to try it. <laughs> I just quit everything. And I just started uh, tattoo school full time. So what about tattooing do you like the most? Or what is it that draws you to that? Um, Honestly, like the permanency of it and just kind of the way uh, that yeah. tattoos affect people's own self-perceptions and kind of... Um, I don't know, self-understanding is different than when you make a painting and somebody puts it up in their house because, you know, you can change that. You can kind of like yeah. shift in and out of like interest and then put something away or just not have it up anymore. But like a tattoo is always going to be there. Um, and then, you know, how some people have tattoos that are more visible that mean something or maybe 
it's more important to be aesthetically there and then other tattoos that might be under clothes that are kind of like more personal or whatever mm-hmm. um i really like that aspect about tattooing well with your with your work it's so interesting because um so it's a, a lot about like queer love i would think right mm-hmm. would you yeah describe it like that <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine it's interesting to me like do most people have like want your tattoos in a place where it's more like a reveal or like a show-off i think it's both like it really depends on the person um mm-hmm. and then of course like the type of art because i know some people are drawn to my art because of like body positivity or like that kind of self-representation um some people just think it's like funny kind of like cheeky erotic art and then they get it as like a statement piece like something bold mm-hmm. um but yeah that's also cool because it's like the type of people i would say that i taught to is like everyone um everybody ah, you cool. know resonates with like a different something um because i i notice i do have some friends who have like a specific art aesthetic that draw in a people like a certain type of people who are very into that kind of aesthetic but i feel like i really mm-hmm. tattoo like a lot of different kinds of people i mean how would you describe um your tattoo style or like the themes that you work with most the main like common theme that i like to try and tie everything to is just like romance so whether it's just like sweet romance and like kissing or just like hugging or uh platonic love or something like that or just like erotic but still romantic it's definitely my favorite thing (laughs) to like focus my art around is that uh would you say that's because that's something that you were really interested in or how did that come about oh yeah for sure i feel like it's something that i've just been drawn to since I was a kid I was like always into movies and like books and stuff that always had like that romantic aspect to it I don't know why particularly I've always been into it but yeah it's beautiful it's a beautiful aspect of life (laughs) yeah I mean I feel like my whole work is like just around love and sex and I feel like it's just so much there's so much in that right like there's intimacy there's connection i mean i don't know it makes complete sense i feel like that your work would surround you know (laughs) i feel like a lot of the artists that i saw like when i was getting more into tattooing who drew kind of like erotica it was always framed in more of like a pornographic sense Mm -hmm. or it's like the cis male perspective of like a lesbian relationship Um, There wasn't a lot of art that represented it in a way that's like real and human and romantic and like personal. Um, It was always kind of like fetishized. So I don't know. I kind of like being able to capture moments in like a more sweet way. (laughs) Romantic sex can still be can also be rough sex. Right. And still be romantic. Exactly. Aspects (laughs) to it. Yeah. Yeah, That's the best. (laughs) So you, you, you define as queer, right? Yeah. So what does that mean to you as like a person? And then we'll talk about your art too, because I think it's interesting how that works together. For me, I just like using the word queer as sort of an overarching term for not cis and not straight. Um, Yeah. Because there's so many labels. There's so many, you know, different parts of like the spectrum of gender and sexuality. Um, And also it's like, it's changing. People discover new parts about themselves when they get into new relationships or they just try out new things. 
Um, so like, I like using the word queer because it's like, oh, the state that I'm in, I'm in right now might change. It might not change, but mm. you know, the possibility is that it might change. And I don't want to have to pick apart labels for myself. You don't, you don't have to live up to that, right? To like this label that you gave yourself, but there's more freedom and like, it can mean so many different things depending on where you're at. Yeah, totally. So how does it influence your work then? Since I started drawing and focusing on like queer erotica and all this art, I've learned a lot more about myself. It's made me more comfortable to explore things like sexually with my partner um, or just like mm. hear about new things in the art and like the other artists that I surround myself with. And then I end up exploring it in my own time and then drawing about it and then posting it on Instagram and then having these discussions about it. And then I gain like new input and it just like it's evolving all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think with sexuality, this is so interesting. I think somebody asked me once, like, so were you exploring a lot of sexual aspects of yourself and then you started writing erotica or, you know, or is it the other way around? You write erotica and then you get more into exploring your sexuality. But I think it's both, right? In some kind of a sense, you're interested from the beginning on. Otherwise, you wouldn't even start creating that kind of art. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? You're like, <laughs> it's clearly a theme of your life. Like, Definitely not, started with that, it. the interest first. <laughs> I mean, your work's so cool. And I mean, I think there's something so, like you said, I haven't actually really been able to put it into words until you said it I think there's something so sweet and sexy at the same time which is not like a really easy balance to strike <laughs> I take that you know? as a compliment and I love it is <laughs> it's a huge compliment no I really think so I mean I uh, I know like on your social media present like you're really present on Twitter right and on, on Instagram I'm um, only fans we'll talk about too in a second but um you're also really open about your own um, sex life and your relationship online. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how, did that, how did that come about? Um, I honestly think a big part of it is just my partner that I'm with now. Um, she's actually like she her primary job is OnlyFans. Um, OK. And I don't know. She's just very, very open about it and very free with her sexuality and when we started dating, she really supported that. Um, and just like learning so much stuff from her, I was like, I want to share this. Like the funny conversations we have and the things we talk about is very real and very relatable, which I have been noticing yeah. the more that I like post about our inner workings of our relationship. Um, even that people resonate with. And also I feel like it helps my tattooing because um, people get to see kind of who I am before they mm. come in and book a tattoo with me um, I know that you know art is one thing but there's a lot of people who get tattooed by me because they feel comfortable or they feel safe yeah. um, and yeah. that I feel like is super super huge and what's like really changing in the tattoo industry right now because I mean previously it was you know male dominated kind of this like scary like you got to be like a tough person to go get a tattoo kind of like attitude <laughs> but now because of instagram there's like female artists there's queer artists there's like all these new contemporary artists that people um actually like relate to i feel like often when when there's sex positivity you know on like an, an account online or whatever um it helps people just to feel more normal and to feel seen right and less alone yeah totally i mean i started um posting on instagram and 
I had no clue. I mean, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just going to put this out there because this is what I would, this is what I would have wanted to see, right? Like a woman write about sex. And I just, that, I was like, yeah, I don't really see this, right? <laughs> and then I was just like, I don't see it. So I'm just going to make it. But then having people respond and be like, oh my God, this is what I've always been thinking. And um, how was that for you? That kind of like, progression right because I'm, I don't know how it was for you when you were younger or something but did you have a time where you felt kind of alone and you didn't really know what's going on with your sexuality and stuff um so like growing up I never felt really ashamed of my sexuality I had older siblings and older cousins who you know had this like open dialogue so I didn't feel uncomfortable in that sense but what I did feel uncomfortable with was being queer you know my sisters okay. and everybody else they're all straight and talking about their straight relationships and this and that <laughs> and growing up I, I felt like there's something different like I know I'm a little different I can't really put my finger on it um and you know when I was in high school I think that's when like MySpace and Facebook first became a thing it was very still like up and coming um so it's like I didn't get to see or didn't have a chance to connect with like other queers or to have any mm. anything online that would talk about queer relationships or queer sex. Like, you know, the only thing you hear about is like the scissoring and just like that kind of <laughs> school ground talk. But I'm like, that, that doesn't seem like it's like the only thing that can't like, be it. Actually, <laughs> this doesn't seem very logical. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that. Um, I never had somebody that I looked up to um that could talk about this kind of stuff and I feel like that's also part of what resonates with people is that there's people who look up to me as an artist um and you know there's the artists that I used to look up to who never post personal stuff on Instagram and the way yeah. I perceive them as this like untouchable you know like super cool artist who you know just like doesn't mm. have any like mental health issues or things like that it's not relatable um, yeah. so it's hard to feel that like kind of personal connection, but I feel like, again, when I post that kind of stuff and, you know, people have that feeling of like, oh, also this person that I look up to is struggling with this or is still learning about sexuality and like the things they like and exploring this and that. How do you see your own sexuality changing, like with your work and stuff? Um, I think it's just expanding, I guess, um. I mean, I went through phases of my own understanding of sexuality. Like when I was in high school, I was like, oh, girls are pretty, but I'm definitely straight. And then, you know, changed <laughs> to like in early college, I was like, actually, I think I'm a lesbian. I don't even like guys, you know, had this whole like enlightenment. And then the older I got, I'm like, oh, it doesn't even matter the gender of the person. It's just people it's cool yeah. people that I like you know um and that's totally. also I think part of why I have that aversion to like labels because throughout you know these periods of my life I would always find a new label and stick it to myself and be like that is what it is and it would cause mm -hmm. me stress when I would you know find myself like veering out of that label um yeah like oh my god I'm having a crush on a guy again or whatever it was and <laughs> you're like shit I yeah, thought I'm a lesbian <laughs> yeah exactly and I hated I that told feeling everybody. <laughs> yeah exactly I'm like oh my god now I have to tell my grandma that actually I'm not a lesbian actually you're like shit there's a boy now I'm like <laughs> yeah um so yeah I don't know exploring these things has like really 
um, just to change the way that I viewed myself. And I feel like it's always changing and I don't know if it's going to change in the future. So I, yeah, I like to stick with that word queer. <laughs> it's a nice, like safe I, word for everything. I like that a lot because I feel like labels are so helpful in certain ways, right? Because um, so many people really didn't have the chance to live their truth and their um, their version of sexuality or whatever. But sometimes it is very restrictive because it becomes very, like you can be a lot of different labels, right? Yeah, I mean, totally. for example, just like sapiosexual. I mean, I can be that and I can be all the other things, right? <laughs> like, exactly, yeah. I mean, I am not just turned on by talking, but also, right. you know? Yeah, no, it's so true. And that they're all intersectional, um, which is like, yeah, yeah, it's so complex to try and just like hard stick to anything, I feel like. It just allows yourself to be fluid with whatever and like present, right? Mm-hmm. Be able to like just react to whatever like comes your way and be like, oh, this is new. I'm not judging this at all. This is just part of me and I'm allowing myself to be all of these different things whenever they come. Yeah, exactly. I I do get messages from people who will have, you know, their little story of like, I'm a bisexual woman, but I'm dating a man. Like, I feel weird about mm-hmm. using the label bisexual. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll try and ask them, like, why is it important for you to have that label? Or do you have to know right now? Or maybe it could change. You could just be happy with how you feel. And you don't have to, like, explain to anybody, if you know, if you don't want to. Um, yeah. But just that kind of shows me how... I guess, afraid people are also of using labels. Um, Mm -hmm. And just, there's a lot of like, I don't know how to describe queer backlash of like, are you queer enough to call yourself queer? Ah, you know, okay. <laughs> which is like another layer How to the freaky things. do you have to be? <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I mean, um, it kind of also goes hand in hand with like the erotica stuff because I feel like there's also, you know, some online dialogue and rhetoric of if you're not open to this and that and if you're not polyamorous or if you're mm-hmm. not, you know, into all of these kinks or whatever, then you're not really queer or you're like a fake queer um i mean it's usually never explicitly stated like that but i can tell that you know i mean even i've i've experienced this before you know even with like part like like partners and ex-partners or whatever they were like well i thought you'd be like fucking crazy and i'm like you know just like (laughs) you want to be chained from a like hanging from a wall like with hooks (laughs) in your skin i'm like I like sex. Like it is, yeah. <laughs> you know, I work in an erotic field of work and it's, you know, but it doesn't mean I will have to do everything. I don't have to like everything just because I think this is with like sexual emancipation where people just get it wrong. I think when you're sexually emancipated, that's because you allow yourself to be wherever you are. And that can mean a lot of sex. It can mean no sex. It can mean a lot of kink. It can mean totally vanilla and you just want to be hugged. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just about <laughs> listening to yourself. Yeah, that is the core to everything. It's just like like having what you want and getting what you want and just being okay with that and also not having to compare yourself to other people or other labels. How do you, by the way, how, how's the OnlyFans thing? So, um... How has that experience been and when did you start and how does it work for you? (laughs) 
Uh, it's been fun. I started in, I think, June or July. <laughs> like, I can't remember. Okay, yeah. um, <laughs> it was when my girlfriend and I got together. I probably should remember when that was. Um, but it <laughs> was like, yeah, we started dating. I like found out that she was on OnlyFans. And that was a funny conversation in itself because I think she was kind of afraid to tell me because of the stigma that you know a lot of OnlyFans people have of like oh you can't be like in a relationship mm. and be like a sex worker or online sex worker or whatever um oh, yeah. so we had this like really deep conversation about it and she brought it up and I was like oh crazy because like I had made an account but I've never used it or like verified it yet I was just like sitting on it for a while um but yeah just like having these conversations with her and her just encouraging me to just like do it and just like you know have some fun with it um just like got me started on it and then so I started promoting it on my Twitter and my Instagram and then creating content and it's been a lot of fun um I feel like it's the same thing kind of with my art of how I like read about these things online you know people talk about it my friends talk about it so I'll try these things with my girlfriend and we like make OnlyFans content with it we post it get a sort of response and then that just kind of continues the process um mm -hmm. so i know a lot of people um do only fans as just like a job they do it for money um for me because i like tattooing is my primary like job i feel like i've been able to get into only fans in more of a non-stressful way um because yeah. i'm not relying on it and i think that has helped me actually like succeed more on only fans because i'm not caring so much about the quality of what I'm posting or this and that it's more for me it's like I like this or this was like a fun experience for me so I'm gonna post it um yeah but yeah it's been really I don't know kind of like eye-opening and just like comforting um to explore it like that and then to be able to have people respond to it um what kind of what kind of content do you post um I post pretty much like everything like solo content photos videos um and then sex tapes with my girlfriend um fun just, yeah sometimes i like to post even just like behind the scenes like it's oh it's not erotic it's just us just getting dressed and like you know putting harnesses on or like whatever um but even that i feel like some people like to see because it's that relatable content it's like mm. oh these are normal people you know these aren't just like porn stars getting like super dolled up for this thing it's like oh we just had dinner and we had a bottle of wine so now we're just gonna like make some content <laughs> and have a good time um yeah yeah it's really cool no but this like idea of like romance and sex right that so often is kind of dismissed so it's either like porn porn or or it's just like people kissing each other on the cheek Mm -hmm. And to be able to have like, oh, this is a real relationship and we have both. We have ro romance and kink and romance and kinky romance or maybe just, you know, like the different elements of that relationship. I think that's really cool and it makes sense that that's really successful. Yeah. And so I feel like that's also one of the really appealing things about OnlyFans is that it allows people to watch like pornography um from people that they like not, like maybe not just outside of how they are physically but if you just like a person who they are um you know mm -hmm. people 
watch our relationship kind of unravel on Instagram. And so they'll subscribe to OnlyFans and be like, wow, it's still romantic. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. Like I take that as a huge compliment on like my OnlyFans posts, you know, when people just comment, they're like, wow, you really love her. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Aww. It's amazing that like people can see that in a video like that. Or even if it's like short clips, the fact that they can get that from that is really, really cool. Does that ever feel vulnerable to you? For sure. Um, I think um, I kind of have this more hardened shell about that because I've been vulnerable on Instagram and Instagram mm. has a way bigger audience, um, obviously, than like my OnlyFans. Yeah. Um, and it's, I've been doing like I've been tattooing for almost six years now. Um, and okay. I remember like my first like two or three years, like I didn't really post pictures of my face on Instagram. I didn't really post any personal stuff on my Instagram. So transitioning into like showing who I was on Instagram, that was like the hard part. Mm. But it's honestly just being around the right people and around like friends and stuff who really supported me that kind of just got me over that hurdle. And I feel like once yeah, I passed sure. that, now I'm just like, whatever. If somebody doesn't like it, they just can... <laughs> not look at it or, you know I mean I think at one point you have to I mean in order to be able I always think that about my work I think when people ask me like how did she get started and how is that and how is the backlash or whatever you know mm -hmm. I just feel like you cannot give many shits it is just it's impossible right yeah. because <laughs> you get so much ridiculous shit and you just can't you have to stop caring like yeah. on one on one level you have to care for the people who you know, who want to interact and like who like your work and like you care for your work, but you have to somehow have a thick skin in order to do this. Oh, yeah, it's so true. Even just drawing bodies in general and just any kind of sexual thing in general, because, you know, I still get messages from random people like they might follow me or might not follow me and they'll just be like ew who would get like a vagina tattooed on them and you know I get comments like that all the time um yeah. and there, there's always gonna be like trolls on the internet um and totally. that stuff that used to affect me a lot and it was it was hard it was hard to deal with um it's crazy in the beginning no like in the beginning you're like who are you and why are you so full of hate yeah just following <laughs> me around and like saying this stuff and even when i first started tattooing and like drawing erotica um a lot of my mentors who like taught me how to tattoo they would have comments about like oh you should probably start drawing like other stuff because You know, if you only draw queer art, that's like a small group of people that you're like, you know, mm. making art for. And I'm just like, I don't think so. I think the problem is that too many people think <laughs> like that. And so nobody's making yeah. queer art, you know, and there's like all these people who feel underrepresented in media because people have that idea. Um, totally. And, and I think that's so funny from a consumer standpoint, right? Because I actually think... Just because nobody has offered it yet doesn't mean that people are not looking for or would want to have it, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is crazy. I mean, it's like if you only sell the colors blue and red for like 100 years and you're like, oh, nobody wants any other colors, right? Those <laughs> right? Only, yeah. only other colors. The only colors that are available. <laughs> Nobody's been complaining, really. But honestly, most people wanted to have some yellow, you know, or some green. 
Yeah, exactly. And I, I was like, I am one of those people. Like, I would get more tattoos of <laughs> yeah. queer erotic art if I knew people drawing it. So it just didn't make sense to me, but it was still hard to hear. And it was still kind of freaky because yeah. I'm like, I'm building my career. Like, I don't want to just like dig myself into a rut or just get off on a bad start. But I don't know, something told me that there are other people like me and it'll be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when sex when sex becomes normal to you, but also to a society, you know, it could be seen as just something beautiful between two people or 10 people, whatever, (laughs) like that it's, that it's sacred and it's a union and can be so much joy. If you have like a a vagina tattooing yourself that you wouldn't be like, Oh, Oh no, I'm like ashamed that I have a vagina, but like proud that you have a vagina on your fucking body. Yeah. A second one maybe or (laughs) three. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny because um, I, I have erotic tattoos on my body that I've had like my friends tattoo on me and sometimes mm-hmm. I'll forget and I'll be like at the grocery store, you know, waiting in line <laughs> with some shorts on and I notice that this like person's just like staring at me and I'm, they don't have any tattoos or whatever and they'll ask me questions about it and like, is that what I think it is? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. When, we, what is it? <laughs> we have like a conversation. I have this like huge girl with like a strap on dildo, just like oh my god, <laughs> on the back of amazing. my thigh. <laughs> <laughs> they have these comments of like, "That's so brave that you have that as a tattoo," mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "Oh yeah, you know, like that." I think that's changing. Like that is the point. Is that if we normalize the it, then people can all celebrate it without having to be this like brave anomaly because most of us do appreciate and enjoy sex and you know one of the things that I love is that it's not separated by like race or ethnicity or socioeconomic class or body type or anything like that it's like anybody of any walk of life can enjoy that if that's something that they like what you said I think is so cool because there is something about this yeah maybe now somebody says to you you're brave right but you do it for like other people so they don't have to feel brave quote unquote anymore to do this or they don't have to be brave to do this they can just feel normal and seen and safe and exploring and showing that part and that's so important just be like feeling normal and feeling safe about it I feel like a lot of people missed out on that and I was very fortunate to be able to explore like my sexuality growing up I never had that restricted but I know that there's a lot of people you know whose parents or friends or family or whatever don't approve or they're not supportive and but to see an artist that you you know follow on Instagram do that stuff and just like live their authentic life I feel like it kind of helps and that's another like set of messages that I get from people just being like you know I felt super uncomfortable but watching you be this way has like made me a little bit more confident that I can just do this stuff and I love that and yeah it's such a good feeling because we're doing work I think that is um helping a lot of people you know just to be themselves more Mm -hmm. and that is such an incredible I mean I always like thank whatever is out there you know the universe or whatever that it's possible to do work that makes somebody else feel better about themselves. Yeah. And That's I feel like incredible. such is the meaning of life. It like, you know, we're yeah. here for such a finite amount of time. If I can do that, like that's that's what I want to do. It's not like I was just born comfortable like this. Like it was a whole journey. I used to like yeah. always wear long sleeves and always wear pants. And I hated being photographed. I hated 
um like going swimming in the summer i you know i was just so averted you have a beautiful party (laughs) but it yeah it was just the way that i felt um just about my body Mm -hmm. and just like yeah Yeah. getting tattoos changed that um and just seeing how it changed my self-perception and then now becoming a tattooer and being able to do that with other people um that's like a really really cool feeling too So a part of this podcast is to play a couple games with each other. <laughs> um, and the first one is truth or dare. And it's basically like the traditional, like, tr- I mean, traditional. The truth or dare you probably <laughs> played, I don't know, as like a kid or maybe, you know, last week or something. But when someone chooses truth, they must answer the question truthfully. And when someone chooses dare, they're given a task to complete. Um, and since we're far away from each other, not too far, but at least over the phone, um, the dares are limited to on air or social media. Okay. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yeah. Truth or dare? Uh, let's start with truth. <laughs> okay. Huh. All right. What's something you like in bed that people might be surprised to find out? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I can talk about what I like in bed that I was surprised to find out. I never knew yes. that. <laughs> yeah. And I like feet. <laughs> I want to know that one. Feet. Uh, oh, I, feet. Nice. It was always something that I had friends growing up that were just like, ew, I have like a foot phobia, blah, blah, blah. And I was always just like, whatever. I, they're just like a thing to me. I don't really care about it until I got with my girlfriend and I'm like, God damn, you have really pretty feet. <laughs> I like oh, it. Fun. Yeah. And I, I never thought I would have like a foot fetish. And I'm like, oh, this is this is what this is what people talk about. The, the stuff Wait, that I so read. <laughs> you, so you saw the, her feet and you're like, oh, they're cute. And then you're like, hmm, what should I do with them? Like, how does this like because I don't really have a foot fetish per se, like for me. But how does this kind of develop or like, what do you do with the feet? <laughs> no, she just like put her feet in my face one time jokingly. Oh, so she, oh, jokingly. Okay. Yeah. And I was just like, wait, actually, this is like turning me on. Like, please put your feet in my face. <laughs> and like, I just like want to kiss her feet all the time. And uh, yeah, oh. just never knew. It was just like the feeling. I was just like, wow, I have to have this thing right now. <laughs> And it was oh, it was so it. weird yeah like it's also just weird to talk about because it's like you know you walk on your feet feet can be kind of dirty I guess I don't know that's how I perceive them before we do anal we do anal play you know so I feel like feet is nothing <laughs> right yeah I guess that's true <laughs> I'm like what I don't know you know I, I just rimmed a dude like I don't think the feet are gonna be any <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh but yeah it's so fascinating to me i have a couple friends who have a foot fetish and i was actually just talking um to somebody about foot fetishes because i don't really have it but somebody the story is so fucking weird i don't know if you know about this website but maybe you want to check it out somebody and probably was like an ex or something as a prank i don't know somebody made a profile for me on this website called wiki feet Wiki and Wiki, <laughs> no, dude, it's so crazy. Wiki feet is this like this website full of 
feed of like celebrities or like people. Anyways. Oh and my God. That's profiles. So funny. You got, yeah, you got to go on it. And I found this randomly because I Googled my name and like, I'm like, oh my God, somebody made a, I have a profile on WikiFeeds. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I click on it and there's like all these photos pulled from social media of my feet. Oh my and God. People, <laughs> people rated them. Right? And then wrote comments underneath my profile. Oh my God, that is so funny. (laughs) Oh, it's so insane. And like, I have one, so funny. I mean, I think I have like a 4.5, you know, stars or some shit. But like a few people voted ugly on my feet. And I'm like, who are these people? I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, who are these people and how did they find my feet? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I haven't even. I haven't thought about my feet in pretty or ugly ever. You know what I mean? But then I was like, wow, somebody finds them ugly. Like, what is that? Like, this why? I need answers now. Seriously. Oh, my God. You should go on this website and check yeah, it out. Yeah, I definitely am going to check it out. It's it like feet so of celebrities and stuff. Like, I don't know. It's crazy. And I'm like, who do I know has a profile on here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go on there. Make one. I don't know if we can make. I mean, I wanted mine to be taken down, but nobody responded. But you know <laughs> um but maybe you should make make a profile for your you know your girlfriend or something <laughs> right yeah oh my god wow i i love that actually that's so fucking funny <laughs> okay um truth or dare uh i'll do a dare because i feel like i have to <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah read read the last text that you sent that I sent. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No, I wanted to do it the other way around. <laughs> I gotta throw my twist on it, right? <laughs> I'm like, no, that I sent. Oh my God, this is kind of difficult. Well, um, at the moment, so I speak some other languages too. So I can't really do the last because it's not in English, but I'll do a I'll do one in English. Let's see. Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> Gotta go back in the archives. <laughs> oh. oh my god, this is like so embarrassing. <sighs> he wrote, You're incredible. I wrote, I'd love you to come inside of me. He wrote, I will come so deep inside of you. And then I wrote, Just went to the bathroom in the office to touch myself for you. <laughs> he wrote you will feel my cum inside your stomach i want to feel your amazing lips i want you inside so bad i need you fu- i need to fuck you so bad i'm begging for you on my knees for you okay so <laughs> stuff like that kind of romantic actually <laughs> You're like, I'm begging for you. That's adorable. (laughs) I hope it works out for you guys. Oh, you know, stuff like that. I love it. Just (laughs) anyways, I'm going to go draw about this now. (laughs) Please do. Oh my God. Please do and post that, you know? The next game that we're going to play is this or that. Okay. <laughs> and this this or that is like a lightning round um, of questions, like basically, would you rather? Ready? Yeah. Would you rather be pegging somebody or giving a sh- golden shower to somebody? Um, 
I think pegging. <laughs> mm. I think it's fun both ways. Um, pee play is one thing that I have yet to do or like find interest in. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yet to come or not to come, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, right now, not ready and not super into it. I'm like, feet, feet are cool, but <laughs> not You're sure like, I'm yet. still stuck at the feet. Right. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. not, baby not steps, baby steps. It'll I'll, like probably eventually get there, but. For now, I really enjoy pegging and getting pegged, so definitely that. I have a, I have a question about pegging because I've okay. never done. I've used like double ended dildos, like you know dildos and stuff, mm -hmm. which there's a different kind of dynamic. But with pegging, um, how do you get like a good rhythm so it feels good for the girl or the guy theoretically? Really, uh, I because just that must be difficult. It is. It's kind of weird, especially the first time I did it. I just had this fear of like, I don't know if I'm hurting this person because I can't mm, tell. Yeah. I can't feel. Um, but exactly. I, also, I feel like because you don't feel it, it also allows you to be more hyper aware of their body response because mm. you're not you're not paying attention to your own body's response. You're not, you know, feeling that sensation. So it's yeah. just like <laughs> noticing like changes in their facial expression. Are they like trying to shift their body a certain way you know <laughs> like I'm like oh maybe that was a little too deep okay like you know you make these adjustments um True. but yeah just being hyper aware of just every possible change in their bodily response or the way they move or just like yeah if they're trying to like angle themselves a different way then you just like stop and ask um definitely obviously helps to have a partner who's very communicative and not shy yeah. to tell you because it's oh like God, can you imagine I, yeah i don't ever want to be doing that to somebody who's like in pain and they're just not saying anything <laughs> like that is yeah terrifying. for real well also and i mean think i think you brought up a really good point that i hadn't thought about because if somebody you know has a dick obviously they feel it so they might not be as hyper aware because at the same time they're enjoying themselves so yes that um, is very it, yeah. very real and i feel like it's so important for people especially like when they start having sex with a new partner like obviously over time you know you kind of figure out like what your partner likes but the first couple of times I feel like it's very important to be hyper aware of how the other person's receiving it yeah totally yeah totally and I think in general that's not even not even just pegging right that's like everything really <laughs> yeah <laughs> that you just like start but I think for me to be honest for me personally that's like one of the most fun um aspects of it because you get to know somebody right and that's like when you're a curious person and you put your intention or your attention on the other person it takes away from any kind of insecurities you might have right about yourself because you're just fascinated about like figuring them out mm -hmm. would you rather masturbate while driving or watch porn with your partner masturbate while driving for sure nice <laughs> <laughs> i'm like may have done that already um watching porn with my partner is super super weird um mm, but i feel nice. like again part of it is because i don't have like a couple or like a creator that i 
am super interested in seeing who I know is Got in it. a loving relationship and is romantic. Cause like we tried to watch just like, you know, regular pornography together one time. And it was that thing where it was like two seconds in, it's like this dialogue. I can't like, I feel awkward. Like we're just watching this like horrible movie together and we're just sitting here. Um, it's just not a turn on. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I hear you. I yeah. Hear you. It really depends. But I mean, masturbating while driving, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. A little dangerous, a little exciting. A little dangerous. Yeah. I mean, maybe you have to do it at a stoplight or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at least just in the car, but not like on the highway at fucking 90 miles an hour. Oh, my God. No, can you imagine you're coming while you're oh like, like speeding? Yeah. You're imagine gonna... you get pulled over and you have to explain that to the officer. <laughs> like, sorry, man. I just, oh, it was just too good. <laughs> I just fucking came. He's like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do with you at this point. Like, I'm just going to walk away. (laughs) He's like, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Um, Oh, my God. Amazing. Okay. Would you rather have a threesome or have sex in public? Sex in public. (laughs) Nice. I definitely think that part of the reason why my girlfriend and I love only fans and doing this is because that kind of like exhibitionist like hey everybody look at us and look at us this fun thing that we're doing kind of attitude um so yeah sex in public kind of sounds fun but i mean obviously it's like illegal (laughs) (laughs) like obviously (laughs) well this is all this is always the thing i like sex in public a lot but not like i'm not trying to get arrested so you know what i mean I'm not trying to be like in the middle of the city, like nude on a square, like you know. It's yeah, just exactly. Or making people uncomfortable, or like the consensual part yeah. of people seeing that—that's like a whole <laughs> yeah. other layer, you know. Yeah, I don't want to violate anybody. Like maybe if it was like a paid show that people were like, "Yes, exactly," I will go. You, you, you're like you can see me on my OnlyFans for money, but not for free outside. Yeah, <laughs> live performance, guys. <laughs> Um, yeah I've never had like a a good like I don't know all around good threesome they're always just I feel like somebody's kind of like left out or there's like moments (laughs) during where it's like someone's a little left out and it's just weird I don't want to have to like mentally maintain uh like pleasing two people I'm like I would like to just invest my energy in one person okay cool would you rather do Japanese bondage or wax play um wax play for sure um Mm. i on you or on your partner uh on me um okay i mean for my partner it would be whatever she would prefer to do (laughs) um (laughs) i i like that kind of uh like heat sensation and like scratching um biting that kind of stuff i really i'm actually super super averted to bondage because it makes me feel claustrophobic um just any kind of restraint like it's I don't know. It's something that's always just been a thing. Even like when people come and like they hug you, but they like hug around your arms. Like I hate that feeling. I'm like, gotta get really? out. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm just like, I gotta be free <laughs> at all times. Like, Please. Okay, that makes complete sense that you would have like an anxiety attack if you would do Japanese. <laughs> yeah. That's how I picture. I'm like, I love the aesthetic of it. And, like, looking at it, it's so interesting and, like, professional, like, you know, tires and, like, all that stuff. It's so cool. But I just feel like if I were in that position, I would cry and have a panic attack. 
<laughs> okay, we're not going to do that for you. Then. Um, <laughs> would you, um, considering pet play, would you rather be a dog or be the owner of a dog? Oh, be a dog for sure. <laughs> Ooh, all right. <laughs> I, especially with my partner right now, I am definitely the sub. And nice. I don't know. I kind of just like that. It's like, um, I feel like before her, I was always the one who was like, had to be the masculine, the dominant one. Um, mm-hmm. And I never felt comfortable to be the vulnerable one. Um, but now that I am, I'm like, oh, I like giving up that vulnerability to somebody else. Yeah. That's part of the turn on yeah. for me. So I definitely would rather be the the pet, the owned one. <laughs> you know, you know what I think, though? I think there's something about like being submissive that is sometimes like misunderstood a little bit. I think there's actually um, as much power, if not maybe even more in being submissive. There, you know, yeah. because... You know, when it's like I have the choice to give this up kind yeah. of thing and I can take yeah. it away. I do because feel that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and they're basically in some kind of a way they're worshiping you. You know what I mean? They're tending to you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> this backwards way i'm baby but actually <laughs> this, uh, this sounds, i don't know it sounds a little bit like i'm manipulating i'm just right. turning it's like, around it's all part of my plan <laughs> <laughs> exactly i just want to lay around not do anything you take care of me <laughs> considering role play would you rather do vampire and helpless victim or uber driver and passenger <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny <laughs> uber driver and passenger honestly i think because i am not super into like fantasy kind of stuff <laughs> i like that real life situation like oh the you know rich girl and the farm boy like meet in the barn and just like things that like can oh, actually happen so like yeah. I, I prefer that <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's so funny to me because when you do something like more elaborate, you have to have costumes, right? Because otherwise you don't really need a costume. Like mas- like massage therapist and client, you don't need a costume necessarily. Yeah, you know I mean? exactly. I think that's oh, but, the part. Wearing yeah. costumes sometimes are kind of a turn off because it's just it's too much, you know? <laughs> Depends on the costume. For me, I mean, I don't know. If, if somebody wears like a full on like military outfit or something i'd be like i don't know about this anymore they're just like okay before we start this like wait i gotta put my makeup on and i gotta put this cape on and then like you have all oh these props God. that like maybe they get in the way i don't know <laughs> too many factors it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of amazing but i <laughs> oh my god would you rather this is a funny one would you rather masturbate if you only have these two options, okay, with a cucumber or with an electric toothbrush? Oh, electric toothbrush for sure. <laughs> Vibration <Yep>. is <laughs> king. <laughs> like, <laughs> what am I just going to do with a huge cucumber? That's not going to help me. <laughs> Almost like, I think in the beginning, I was like, uh, when I started masturbating, I mean, I think there's something really incredible about like getting your G spot stimulated and stuff, right? But I, I mean, I just like if I have a toy, I didn't even understand why a vibrator had like um, a phallic shape. I'm like, I just need the vibration. Like it doesn't right. necessarily. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like when it vibrates, it's outside. Like it doesn't have to vibrate inside. Yeah, it could be any shape. <laughs> we'll make it work, you know. 
<laughs> the electric toothbrush was like, and a, a friend of mine has done this before, and I was like so blown away. I was like, oh my god, this is so smart, you know? I would have never thought about using that. It's kind of funny because it's like thinking about it. I've never used one before, but it's an easy way to bring a toy with you if you go on vacation or whatever, and you use an electric toothbrush. You're like, it totally. serves two purposes. <laughs> You better get a strong one, though. I don't, I'm not sure, like, you know, <laughs> how strong this vibration is. <laughs> oh, God. Well, we have some things to figure out. Right. My teeth um, are going to be so clean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So funny. Um, okay. Last but not least, would you rather, and this is actually interesting with what you do, would you rather watch someone having sex or being watched having sex? Uh, being watched for sure I I don't like the idea really of watching other people which is also funny because it's like I make pornography for other people to watch <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, it's funny. yeah as a consumer I don't know not too interested I think also part of it is because I'm so surrounded by it and I draw it all the time I'm almost like desensitized to like the visual mm. aspect of it so it's like oh the only way I get off is when I like have all these feelings involved I'm with a partner I also can't even like hook up or like have one night stands um i always have to be like in a committed something to get like turned on yeah um so yeah i definitely (laughs) wouldn't really be interested (laughs) in watching other people (laughs) it is fascinating no and you do i mean i think it has two elements to it if you're around sex so much like within work and stuff i feel like on the one hand I feel like it's inescapable that I'm going to be turned on at one point, turned on at one point, you know? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'm like, I can also talk about it without being turned on at all for hours. Like, exactly. Because <laughs> it doesn't have the same excitement in a sense. Like, it's not, I, some people only talk like twice a year about sex. You know what I mean? And then maybe it's super exciting. If you talk about it every day, you're like, I can talk about this like, I'm a chef, you know, and I'm cooking. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that's exactly it. yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, man. It was so good to have you on. What a pleasure. Yeah, that was so much fun. <laughs> Thank you, really. I'm such a fan of your work. Like I said, everyone, please check out her stuff. Um, could you tell the listeners how to find your work and maybe even how to like book a tattoo or something if they would want that? Oh, yeah. Um, pretty much everything is just my Instagram and that's blahbad, B-L-A-A-B-A-D. Um, I'm not taking tattoo bookings right now, actually. I think I'm going to take oh, no. I'm going to take a couple of months off tattooing so that I can just focus on making like OnlyFans content and just doing other kind of art like painting and stuff. Um, I'll cool. probably be booking tattoos at the end of summer or something, but just email. Email is key. Sweet. And like they can find your OnlyFans and everything on your Instagram. Yep. My uh, Instagram has like a link tree in my bio that has a link to like my online shop, my Twitter and everything else that I do online. Fantastic, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Pussy Church Podcast. And please check out our amazing guest, Britta Bod, on Instagram in the show notes. If you like today's show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us keep the show going. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be amazing too. See you next Sunday.